Thank you for joining us today for the Gospel Light Baptist Church podcast with Pastor Brent Lenentine. We are a Bible-believing, Christ-honoring, gospel-centered church family located in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. We are motivated to love God, grow together, and serve others. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at gospellightbaptist.org. Now we hope you enjoy today's message from Pastor Brent Lenentine. Uh, and this will be so exciting, this will be wonderful, uh, and it, the Lord's going to do great things in 2020. Now, uh, I want to say that we really didn't do all of really what we could have done, and we tried to stay as busy and active as we could in, in, in the year 2020. March came, and churches then weren't meeting at all for several weeks, minimally for several weeks, and then for others, uh, stretching way, way beyond that. And so 2020 was, to say it mildly, a really rough year, and obviously a real problem for people with their health, and that has continued on even now until this day, and so we want to be so very prayerful for our people and for uh, just the people around us, our nation, and the world, uh, as many are sick and many have lost their life through this very, very difficult virus. So we thought then 2021 is going to be great, and 2021 is going to be so much better, and it's going to be wonderful. And I think that at the start of every year, we ought to be very hopeful. Let's be honest about that. We ought to be. But truthfully, in many ways, 2021 wasn't a whole lot better. Let's be honest about that. In fact, what's happened now through this time over the last two years is something that is, one, very sad, but two, very troubling. That is that overall church attendance in our country, but also around the world has decreased and it has significantly decreased there are churches that were really struggling already and were really at the point of closing and this time through COVID has pushed them over the edge and now they have closed there's been a record number of church closures over the last two years also there were churches that were struggling that through this time they've actually doing worse instead of better and it's also for them been a very difficult time however what I want to say by way of hope and that is that People are willing and desirous to be saved today just as much or even more so than they were before. However, things are a little bit more challenging in many different ways because people are not necessarily just flocking into the church house. People are nervous about that. That's bothersome to them. And, and so I just want us to be challenged, if we would, in that way. But let's understand this, that during this time and through the difficult times and now today, as we look forward throughout this next year ahead, what we must understand is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ cannot retreat. We cannot go backwards, but rather we must go forward and be pressing on the upward way. We've got to keep going forward with the gospel, and we've got to keep doing the work of the great commission that God has called us to do. You say, as I said a moment ago, people won't come, or they don't want to come to church. And I would say to you, that's difficult, but it's okay in this sense, and that is, I don't know if you realize this, but in the beginning of the gospel and in the very first century when the church of the Lord Jesus Christ went forward, there was significant persecution, great persecution, and there has been throughout all of the ages. So here's what I'm saying to you. What we've experienced here in New Mexico over the last two years is certainly not worse than what the early church faced. 
But they still went forward with the gospel and people were still saved. In fact, multitudes were saved. And though many people were not necessarily flocking into church, they just went to them one by one and another and another. And they just went to the people and God blessed it in a wonderful way. Let's jump into this if we would. Let's talk if we would just real quickly about the importance of the gospel. About the importance of the gospel. And I want you to understand that it is something that is so vitally important. The gospel message is that message which really distinguishes the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Obviously what Jesus did for us is a, 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 a sacrifice and a gift, a work, unlike what any other religion holds because we serve a risen Savior. Our Savior died and rose again, and we'll see that in just a moment. But I want us to understand something about the importance of the gospel. Now, obviously the two panels was taken with all the rejoicing in there, but you still could just jot some things down in the bulletin if you want. But here's one of the things, some things that go together, just three uh, things real quickly about this matter of the importance of the gospel. First thing is, is that it is personal. And I know that that may sound odd, but I want to say that, one, that we serve a very personal God. That is that we serve a God who made us directly. We serve a God who wants to know us, and we serve a God who wants us to be with him through all eternity. We serve a God that is not primarily looking for us to greatly sacrifice for him, but rather we serve a God who made the ultimate sacrifice for us. Listen to me now, we have a very personal God. So it only makes sense that the gospel is a very personal message. It's not blanket and generalized in the sense that Jesus died and rose again, so everyone generically is a child of God. That is not true at all. But rather, there is this message. The message is important because of uh, it capsulizing this work that Jesus Christ did for us. I want you to see, if you would, the personal aspect of it. Let's take just a moment, if we would. In verse number one, it says this. It says, I declare unto you, I declare unto you the gospel. Paul then used these personal pronouns. He said, I gave to you a very clear gospel message. Further on in verse one, he said that I preached unto you. In verse number two, he said again, in the middle of the verse, that I preached unto you. So Paul said, I declared unto you the gospel. He said that I preached unto you the gospel. In verse number three, he said then that I delivered to you the gospel. And Paul then, in a very personal way, gave that very clear and a definite message. It's a message of hope and a message that tells somebody how to be saved. Now, there are some other religions that do some door-to-door -door like we would do also. But let me tell you something that is really, really unique about this. And that is that for a born-again Bible believer, we can go to somebody with the clear, definite message that you can be saved and you can go to heaven through Jesus Christ. We're not going to them and saying, our church is really the right church. We're not going to them and saying, if you simply come to our church, then you'll be okay. If you're baptized by us, then you'll be okay. I often wonder for people who go to, to around, house to house, what message do you really have? You don't have a message that you can tell them there's a God who loves you and who died for you and rose again. And this God will save you and take you to heaven. Jesus is the only way of salvation. 
but that's not believed by every different religion. But here's what I want us to understand is we have a very personal God. Not only can the message be very personally delivered, but the message can be very personally received. And so we see this in verse number one. He says, I declare to you the gospel. And it says then in the middle of that verse, towards the end of the verse, that you received that, that you have received it. In verse number three, it tells us also then that I gave this message to you that you received. Paul specifically said, I'm sorry, I received this message. This is how I got saved. And this is how you can get saved also. In verse number two, it tells us by this message that you are saved. And so I want you to understand that we have a very personal God who gives to us a very personal message and a personal invitation that every one of us can be saved through Jesus Christ. Now I want to say also, and I'm sure you understand this, that the gospel then is a very powerful message. It's a very powerful message. And so we see then specifically the gospel told to us. Now this is something that we'll talk about a lot somewhat as we go forward. Uh, throughout this year, uh, and this is something that we always talk a lot about. But here's the gospel message. This passage in 1 Corinthians 15, more clearly than another, any other place in the Bible, defines for us specifically what the gospel is. And it's interesting because churches add other things to the gospel. There are churches that say we have the full gospel. Meaning that Jesus is a savior, but he's also the healer and he's also the, the miracle worker and all those other things. The problem, though, was whenever you add something onto the gospel, you are saying there is something more that you need to have in order to be saved, in order to go to heaven. But Jesus is the only way of salvation. And these verses that we just read defines for us very clearly what is the gospel message. So it says in verse 1, I declare unto you the gospel. In verse number 3, it says this, I delivered unto you first of all that which you received. Here's what it is, that Christ, listen to me now, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. The Bible foretold that Jesus would suffer and that he would die. Psalm 22 and Isaiah 53, that we have a suffering Savior. In verse number 4 it says this, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture. Psalm said, thou shalt not uh, suffer a soul to see corruption. And that Jesus then again would rise again from the dead. So the message of the gospel is the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's a powerful message. In Romans 1:16, and you can write some of this down. But the apostle Paul says this, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Now, I understand it's on a Sunday morning that most people here would profess Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. But here's what I would also understand. If you're saved and going to heaven, then you got saved the same way that I got saved. The same way that my wife got saved. The same way that our children got saved. You got saved through hearing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That Jesus died for your sins. That he took your sins on himself when he was nailed to the cross. And he paid for your sins when he died on the cross. And that he was buried in a borrowed tomb because he only needed it three days. And then he rose again from the dead. That is the gospel message. That is how a person is saved. Listen to me now. Plus nothing Minus nothing, that's how a person is saved. Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man cometh to the Father but by me. We're saved 
through Jesus Christ and through his sacrifice that he made on the cross. Now listen, that's super important because religions and man's religion always adds works onto salvation. But I want you to understand, listen, this church cannot save you. I cannot save you. The pastoral staff in here or the deacons cannot save you. Your Sunday school teacher, group leader, cannot save you. Jesus is the only one who can save you and take you to heaven. Now, we have a part in this, and obviously this is the emphasis of this message and also our theme for 2022. We have some part in that. But the part that we have is not in any way whatsoever to save somebody because I'm a sinner who needed to be saved through faith in Jesus Christ just like you also. And so our salvation then comes only through the Lord Jesus Christ. And listen to me now. It is a powerful, powerful, powerful message that happens only through Jesus Christ and through his Salvation. We must then believe on him in order for us to be saved. Then I want to say that also there's an amazing and wonderful promise of this. We saw this in verse number two. It says this. It says, verse one, that I preached to you the gospel. I declared and I preached to you the gospel. Verse number two, by which, this gospel, by which also you are saved. And so we are saved then through the hearing of the gospel and believing on Jesus Christ and the work that he did for us, for me and for you, when he died on the cross. Now I want to say this then also, and that is, what do we then in turn do with the gospel? And this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where it becomes important for us, right? So after you're saved, you then step into a gospel ministry. You step into a part in this gospel message as far as other people are concerned. You say, Pastor, I got saved and now God left me here just so that I can learn about him. Let me help you out. This is a great revelation. When you see Jesus face to face, you will instantly know everything about him. So why do you need to, why, why did you get saved and stay here just simply to learn about him? You say, well, I'm here to serve him. And I want to say that's fantastic. But one of the primary ways that we serve him is with the gospel, okay? And so we understand that there is a reason why we are left here. Now, the gospel then is the good news. I declare unto you, I jumped ahead, the gospel. I declare unto you then it says the gospel. And, um, uh, and so we must then uh, give out this message, the message of the gospel. There's a challenging thought here in Haggai. In Haggai chapter 2 and verse number 19, here's the question that it asks. It says, is the seed... The Bible tells us that in the spiritual sense that the seed is the word of God. And so it asks this question, is the seed yet in the barn? And then it goes on and it talks about a planting and then a harvesting time. Now, let's imagine this for a moment. Let's say that somebody is a farmer uh, and he plants potatoes. That's what I grew up with in northern Maine. Or he plants wheat or corn, whatever it may be. Let's say then that the snow melts off and the weather starts to warm up and the ground temperature starts to warm up. And the farmer says, wow, this is planting season. But you know what? This year, I'm not going to plant any seed. I'm not going to take any seed and I'm not going to put any of it into the ground. Okay? And so that goes to the summer. Obviously, you don't have to hoe and weed and water and all of that because you didn't put any seed in the ground. 
but you know this as well as I do, when it comes to the harvest time and you go out into those fields to harvest something, you have nothing to harvest if you did not plant the seed. So understand then that we have the gospel message. And the gospel is the good news of how any person can have their sins forgiven and be saved and go into heaven. The good news is, is that we must believe on the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved. And here's what I'm saying. The good news is way too important not to give it out. It's way too important just for us to keep it to ourselves. One of the verses that God challenged me with in 1 Corinthians, right after I surrendered to preach, it says, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. And so we have then this responsibility in 2 Corinthians 4.3, I'm sorry. If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. And so what we must do, as we said, is that we must then declare the gospel. We must then declare the gospel. We must get that message out to people. And you say, well, preacher, how do we do that? Declare the gospel, right? I think sometimes we get a little nervous because we think that the only way that we declare the gospel is to stand up and to shout it out, to stand up in the mall, to stand up uh, at uh, the cash registers on Walmart and just start preaching out Jesus. Now, if you did that, I'd cheer you on all the way, amen? I promise you that I would. But really, this thing about declare the gospel is just giving it to a person, to another person, and to another person, and to another person. I said to you already that it's, people are not necessarily just flocking into church in this time that we're in right now. And I said that's okay because that's exactly how they spread the gospel in the beginning of the church. There was, again, much persecution, and there was times where it was actually illegal and lawful to be a Christian, and you were not allowed to share your faith in Jesus Christ. You were not allowed to give the gospel message to anybody else. You could be imprisoned, or uh, if there was a pattern there in your life, then you could literally be put to death because of that. There was a great Christian and a great Baptist preacher named John Bunyan, and he found himself in prison again and again and for extended periods of time. After John Bunyan had been in prison for many, many years for preaching the gospel, they came to John Bunyan and they said, your wife is struggling. She's raising these kids on her own and she's struggling and other people are after to take care of your kids. And then they said to John Bunyan, if you will just sign this piece of paper and promise that you will not preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, then we'll let you out of prison today. And John, the Bunyan, John Bunyan looked at those, uh, those magistrates and those officers and he said, I cannot do that because I am a born-again believer and I must give the gospel. And so there are times, listen to me now, there are times where it's been very difficult and hard to give the gospel, but you can always talk to somebody about Jesus. You can always tell them. You can always talk to people and give them the gospel and tell them how to be saved. Every person can do that, and all of us can have a part in that. So I want to say then that the gospel, we see here very clearly, must be declared. The gospel then must be preached or given forth. The word declare means simply to make known. That I am making known the most important message known to man, and that is the gospel message that people are saved only through Jesus Christ. The word declare means to make known. The word preach means to announce the good news. Now, let me try to help us now and be very clear. In what I say, I'm not trying to discourage anything at all. As uh, Pastor Jeremy Lenatine showed to us on the screen, we saw some different things that happened. We saw that many of our missionaries during the time 
of being shut down and not having people in, that they fed people, that they did other good deeds for people. And as people gathered in, they showed the love of Christ and gave them the gospel in many instances. We also did different things here where people came to church or we went there to them and just showed the love of Christ and just did some good things for them. Now let me help you to understand this. The work of the Great Commission is not fully performed in simply giving somebody food or clothing. But rather, the work of the Great Commission is ultimately fulfilled by declaring the gospel. So we are not an obedient church if we are not specifically giving out the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are many churches all around the country and they are trying to have an emphasis towards, if you would, reaching people. And in many churches, their missions department is the matter of feeding people and doing good things in the schools and everything like that. Now, we do all of that because it's absolutely the right thing to do, but we do not believe that in doing that, that we are, in fact, fulfilling the Great Commission. Because here's what we understand. In order to fulfill the Great Commission, there must be a declaration of the gospel. The message has to be told. The message has to be given out. Now listen, you know full well that there wasn't somebody in your life that did something good for you and you ran over and fell down and said, that's so wonderful, that's so Christ-like, what must I do to be saved? You didn't ask somebody how to be saved simply because they gave you something to help you out in a time where you were having a struggle or a difficulty, but rather you got saved because somebody opened their mouth from their heart told you about Jesus Christ and told you the gospel and that's why you got saved. Amen? Amen? Now this is the squirmish part. This is where it gets squirmy. I don't think I can do that. Listen, you don't have to do this, but you do have to do this. You got to talk to somebody. You just got to give a gospel track. You got to open your mouth. You got to talk to somebody. Say, preacher, I don't think I can do that. Let me tell you, something that will help you is go ahead and join up with the 90-day gospel challenge. Amen? It's, just, it's a devotion. You read a devotion every day. We talk together. We share some things. We rejoice together. And we just kind of challenge us and help us along the way. People will post and they'll ask questions and they'll say, how do we do this or that? And all of that will take this vitally important uh, task, the Great Commission, It'll take this vitally important task and it will put it in the forefront. It'll just bring it to the forefront where we understand this is something that we cannot push to the side. This is not something that we can simply ignore. This is something that we must have some active part in. Amen? Amen. And so we have a theme when you say we need to declare the gospel. We need to help tell some people about Jesus Christ. We need to declare it. We need to make it known, we need to preach it, we need to give out and to announce the good news so that people can know how to be saved. Now you say, Pastor, I don't know about that. But let me just say that all of us can be a part of making the gospel known. Now here's a verse that all of us can be a part of making the gospel known. Now I'm done right here. But I want us to see the verse and we'll see if you can read it or not on the screen. So the book of Romans is a book that really deals real strongly with the gospel. I already gave to you Romans 1.16 that says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. It goes on in chapter 3 and it tells us how that we're all sinners. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that's, of course, why we need a savior. 
Then we come to chapter number 10, and it really gives to us a real clarity about believing on Jesus Christ and calling on him to be saved. Now that is, goes down to Romans 10 and verse number 13. This is the very next verse after that. And here's what God's saying to us. If a person has to hear the gospel, and if they have to believe on Jesus and ask Jesus to save them, then how is that going to happen? Right? You can't have this amazing, glorious message and not have a plan to get that message out. And God does have a plan. Let me help you out. That plan includes me as a Christian, not exclusively as a pastor. But God also includes every one of us as a Christian, as a born-again believer, okay? Now, I want us to read this, and when it comes down to the end, I want you to understand it will use the word preacher. You say, see, that's not me. It means then to herald as a public crier, as a town crier, especially the divine truth of the gospel. So this word is super specific. And it just means anybody, man, woman, boy, girl, teenagers, that we just simply open our mouth and tell people the gospel. Tell them that Jesus Christ will save them. Now you have that in front of you. Let's read it together. Ready? Romans 10, 14. How shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? Watch out, watch out now. And how shall they hear without a preacher? Again, someone to herald, someone to tell other people about the gospel and about Jesus Christ and how they can be saved. And so God says there needs to be somebody to tell. Why? Because us as Gospel Light Baptist Church, we have this command, we have this task in front of us to declare the gospel. Now I want to say that during this time, it's unfortunate, it's so very sad and unfortunate that there are some churches that are retreating and really struggling. But I want to promise you for the most part, the only churches that are going to be going forward are the churches who take seriously, not just doing good deeds, but the churches who take seriously the declaring of the gospel. Those are the ones that will go forward because that's ultimately the need and the struggle that people have, right? This is not a good thing. This is not going in a good direction. What happens after this? And I want to say that occurs to a lot of different people. What happens after this? And let me tell you, the only truthful answer and the only good answer and the only glorious answer is that you can go to heaven through Jesus Christ. Amen? And that's what they need to hear. That's what they need to hear. Let's pray if we would all over. We want to go to the Lord in prayer and ask for God just to bless and to lead now in these few moments. We're so thankful for what we saw and just to rejoice in the goodness of God in this last year. And then also for our hearts to be challenged as we look forward to what it is that God will do in this year ahead. Just day by day, week by week. Just rejoice Him. In the goodness of God. And so I want us to pray and we'll respond all over. If you don't know that you're saved, please, you come. Please, you come. And we'll have a man with a man or a lady with a lady to show you from the Bible how you could know that you're saved and go into heaven. You come if you don't know that. And Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd bless in this time. 
and help us and lead us now, we pray. God, I pray that you'd help for any that are not saved to believe on you now here this morning. And then for those who are saved all over, help us to understand the importance of this, this command, this challenge that is given to us, and that is to declare the gospel. Help us with this now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The piano plays it all over now. Hi, this is Brent Lenentine, and before we go, I want to say thank you for listening to this podcast. It is our prayer that today's message has encouraged and helped you. If you have any questions about how to be saved or your Christian walk, we would love to connect with you. Please visit us at gospellightbaptist.org. If you live in the greater Albuquerque area and don't have a church home, We hope that you'll visit with us soon at Gospel Light Baptist Church in Rio Rancho. And if you do have a church home, then I pray that you are able to attend there. Every person needs to be faithful and accountable in a local church where they can grow and serve. This podcast is a supplement to your spiritual growth and let it encourage you to be more for Christ. Again, our website is gospellightbaptist.com. Thank you for listening, and have a great week. Thank you for tuning in today. If you are listening for the first time, we believe the most important decision you could ever make is the decision to know Jesus in a personal way. To find out more about that, please visit gospellightbaptist.org slash Jesus. If you are a regular listener, we want to thank you for your time, and we would ask that you subscribe to this podcast, and also take a moment to share it with others on social media. Until next time, may God richly bless you.